Welcome to episode 117 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Big week coming your way with news from the States where we saw a couple of sub-13 5K performances from the Brits. There's a fast marathon over in Osaka to cover. Plus, we'll do the usual segments and might even dip into a social media rant or two this week. But for all of that, in a week which saw a giant killing in the FA Cup with Minnows, Maidstone United, the sixth tier of English football, beating the mighty Ipswich Town, let me welcome to the show our 217 marathon man who likes to talk about his scalp of the Aussie marathon record holder Brett Robinson at any given opportunity. How's the sunshine in Spain this week, Josh? Yeah, all good. That was a very smooth transition. I wondered where you're going there. I would argue that the giant killing of Ipswich is also a, much of a giant. It was embarrassing, to be honest with you. Live on BBC, <laughs> midday. I got... As you've mentioned it, should we talk about when I beat Brett Robertson or? Uh, no, let's move on. Um, <laughs> welcome my other co-host this evening, who very much like the part-timers of Maidstone United. He only works a few hours each week with runs regularly conducted at mid-afternoon. How's life, Shano? Yeah, it's not bad. Um, I thought you were going to go, I thought you were going to use the, the Maidstone United news. I just thought you were going to go with uh, the guy falling, falling down tier instead. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Have you have you seen the video, Josh? No. So where the away fans sit, Ipswich, um, they have the top tier of this stand. Now where they normally sit, um, it's kind of almost got a barrier before like some advertising boardings, which is like halfway through the stand. So they're in the upper tier. Because in the past I've been at games where there's a famous Portsmouth fan who has bells. He got on there and walked around for a good 20 minutes. Anyway, this Maidstone fan, so they were sat in the other corner because they had so many. He threw himself onto these boardings, just rolled into the lower tier, straight on top it, of, another, of, of an Ipswich woman fan below who is milking. I've just one. watched it, as yeah. you've described. It was easier rather than listening to just Google it and watch it. Yeah, yeah, Google it. <laughs> Very good. Very anyway. good. Right, let's talk about some running then. Shane, I actually saw you're back to some mileage. Big run on Sunday. Here he so is. This week, 15 weeks out from Copenhagen, I believe. So in that base marathon prep phase, talk us through your Monday to Sunday. If you want to call it. Well, Mon- Monday was the first day of the week. Um, you won't you're not, re- you're not, you're not ready, are you? And Sunday, <laughs> Sunday was the last day of the week. No, I have actually, I've got it now. Uh, so on Monday, I to be honest, it's going to be pretty boring because space phase. But Monday well, did make it interesting. Then don't know how to do that. It's morning. <laughs> Monday, I did uh, an hour just just over ten miles, ten point three seven miles at seven ten average, and then I did some hills afterwards. So I'm trying to keep in on Monday just some hill sprints just because I, well, I'll say hill. It's an incline. Um, just because I want to try and keep some sort of feeling fast in the legs. And obviously whilst the slower running is going to be dominating my weeks, um, 
it's nice to keep a bit of speed in there. Uh, felt pretty good on the hills and on the run itself as well. Um, so I was happy with that. Uh, Tuesday, can't remember. Did ten miles? Oh, I can remember. Yeah, we did ten miles, and it was um, the, the temperature had gone up like what from like minus three to thirteen. Still went out in windy. It was windy. But still went out in tights and like a long a base layer or long sleeve and a coat, and I was so hot, so I had to had to uh, well I ran with Tom and Ronnie and they we all did the same. So we were all running with our coats wrapped around our waist like, um, like mums basically. No offense to mums out there, but you know, um, some dads do it too. Some dads do it too. Mums and dads who wear stuff around the waist. Anyway. Uh, You'll get there, Shane. Don't worry about it. You'll get there one day. Oh, I absolutely will not. I have no intention of getting there. Um, yeah, so on, on Wednesday again, we're just, I'm just kind of winging my sessions at the minute because, um, well, I'm just I'm just taking each week as it comes because I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to make quick jumps in fitness, I think. Uh, at the same time, I'm also on a, on a threshold of, getting ill and run down again so I have to be careful um so we did the the loop in Sudbrook again so that we could sort of fit so me and Ronnie could sort of fit something in with Tom as well so the plan for me and Ronnie was to sort of run around where I thought my first threshold might be which was about 540s to 550s um for like 40 odd minutes 40 minutes and what Tom was doing, he was breaking off the loop and just doing bits quicker. Um, in the end, he ended up doing quite bigger chunks, bigger sections than we expected. Um, so our pace was like faster than slow. So I think, yeah, first mile was like 5.34, second was like 5.56. There's a big, big difference there, to be honest. But I'm, to be honest, wasn't really that bothered. Um, and then I think towards the end, when Tom... Uh, I think Tom had one threshold left. I was like, to be honest, I feel okay and I'm a bit bored. So I did uh, five minutes hard after 26 minutes. And I did that about 4.50 pace, I think. So I was quite happy with that. However, I wore my Alpha Flies for the first time. The Alpha Fly 1s. And what, I'm what's not... it like, Shane, having a pair of them? I was meant to know last week, but... Do you know what? I'm putting it out there. I think Elliot Kipchoge is shit for not breaking two in those shoes. They are ridiculous. No wonder people run fast in the road on them. They're insane. What Out of interest, what have you been wearing if you've not been wearing them? Next percent. They're making next percent feel like a fucking barefoot shoe. Yeah, do you know what? That's what I, I remember the first time I wore them. I went back to next percent and thought, cool, I'm wearing streak LTs. Yeah. Like, keep, um, keep Chogi's best performance was that one in Berlin when he was in the streaks. I'm telling you. Like, I can't believe how, I mean, I hated how they felt. I'm going to have to get used to them, I think. But, um, well, when his insults were hanging out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's happened to the best of us. So, yeah, um, it was nice to it was nice to wear the alphas. They'll go back in the box now, but I didn't actually like how they felt. They were squeaking by the end, but um, you just you don't you just don't feel they just bounce off the floor, don't you? They're quite a noisy shoe, to be fair. 
Yeah. I think the threes are meant to be worse from what I've heard as well. Oh, really? Oh. Mm. Well, I mean, it takes takes your mind off other stuff. I don't necessarily mind it. Fair enough. Well, I, th I think when I'm assuming that the threes will be must released in, in April. So hopefully I can secure a pair before uh before the marathon for Copenhagen. Um but anyway, uh yeah, I was quite happy I managed to get five minutes fast in and I I then finished, I think I did another I can't remember how much it was, like ten minutes maybe afterwards. Um just finished that off about five thirty fives. Um on Thursday, however, I was bollocksed. So I didn't run, I had a rest day. Um just coaching in the evening. So I did bits of running around in the evening, but I yeah, I, I was I was bad and I, I kept mistiming on the stopwatch terribly. So my brain wasn't even working. Um on Friday, you'll love this one, Josh. On Friday I did. Oh no. Ten miles. I did ten point one five miles at five forty five pace. Very nice. So we call that a recovery one, I think, nowadays. Uh, I titled it 10 mile at 5k effort. Um, I was a little bit strapped for time and I was running from work. So I thought I'll do like a run at like 6.10s maybe, 6.10, 6.20. I did the first mile in 5.40. Um, it's easily done, Shane, isn't it? Um, well, no, actually, because I was like, 6.10 is going to take a bit of effort. It was um, also... It was also 50 feet downhill in the first mile. So. Yeah, that, that is a lovely first mile. And it was it huge, huge backwind. Yeah. What what and shoes? Went, uh peg turbos. Okay. Uh then when I turned into the headwind, I thought I'd naturally slow down, but I didn't really. So I basically ended up just doing like 10 mile at my first threshold now, probably. Um I felt okay and but at about 45 minutes I had like another incline mile. And I'll be honest, I was absolutely bollocks. And then when I was um, finishing, I had to loop around where the new restaurant is and it was busy. So I obviously spanked that. Anyway, the worst thing about this, though, is I had, I had about 40 minutes before my next client. So I went to get a shower and the shower was cold. So not oh, only was Christ. it cold, because... I only went in like shorts and a long sleeve and it was it was a bit chilly. Um I then had to have a cold shower and it just was just quickly, Shane. I don't think you you're on the show when we last discussed showers. Do you yeah. face the shower or do you face away from the shower? Um I like to do a bit of both, mate. But I'd I'd probably say I face away from the shower. Good man. Yeah. Like most of the time. All right, carry on. Is that the right answer? I think it's what I like. Um, good. Is that so that when you walk in, you can see everything? Yeah, if you're looking hard. <laughs> Let's move on. Look, hang on one one second. He's telling off his dog. Yeah, he's decided to be a twat now. Um. so yeah I, that wasn't too bad and um, I went for a run on Saturday and actually didn't feel I thought I was going to feel awful after that but I did start um, getting like a cold sore on my lip after that and an ulcer so 
I'm uh, starting to get run down just a little bit, I think. Um, so on Saturday, I ignored that and I did an hour 15. Uh, felt okay on that, actually. 7.18 pace, 10.37 miles. My second 10.37 mile run in the week. On Sunday, I wanted to do one one forty five to two hours with the idea being two hours and Tom was a knob and wanted to run at Skelly and only wanted to yeah he, he put a 90 minute option for those who didn't want to go that far and a two hours 15 option so I was I was displeased but just did it anyway because you know be a sheep and all that um so yeah we had a decent group of us actually I think there was seven of us in the end including uh, James Straw making a reappearance. Um, I know, I know. And... You know, he's alive. Um, yeah, no, we, he, we we had confirmation. He's alive. And, yeah, uneventful, really. Um, we had a good laugh. Uh, but I got... I, I keep, On long runs, I keep getting to 40 minutes and I, I feel awful. And then at an hour 20, I'm fine. Um, however, I'm trying to get ahead of the fueling situation as well. So I took a gel. And as soon as I took that gel, I felt awful again. What gel was it? Uh, the OTE ones. Okay. Um, I guess it's the same as the, the SIS ones I was using before, the same um, two-to-one stuff. Uh so I thought I'm probably going to have to start fueling with these now, see if I can get used to it. But that rounded up a full week at 73 miles-ish, or just under. So I was something about the uh, the long run. Oh, so yeah. You did 19.67 miles. So the last K, you ran at 6.05 pace. What was going on there? Um, Ben Ben was two-stepping and was off the front, so it was a joke we started kicking for home okay. and then tom and ben actually carried on well as like once i got out of the car I, was, I wasn't running any further so um nice solid solid week um yeah well that's i think what's i said more of the same next week more of the same yeah and i think i mean i, I I am I'm probably on edge of getting ill again, or I, I feel okay, but my sleep, like all of last week, my sleep was pretty shit. And tonight, sorry, last night was the first decent night's sleep I got. So I think it all, it all comes down to how well I can recover from this stuff. So I've I've got no intention really of doing any more running than what I'm doing now apart from obviously the sessions will get longer and the long runs will get longer. So again, I think I'm going to keep a rest day in each week and I probably won't do any doubles. Certainly not for a long time if I do yet. But um, so if my, if my volume stays under 80 for the whole marathon build, then I'm not bothered. I'll just see what that gives me. Why do you think you can't recover? I, I don't really know, to be honest. Not yet. So so sleep wise, what what sort of sleep do you get each night? Uh, it's well, it's been varying. So, I think the difference this last week, for various reasons, I've been getting unbroken sleep. But part of it was those two nights that were really windy. Um, it just it just kept waking me up. I think that's common for other people. Um, Shane, can I just stop you there quickly? 
if you're getting woken up by the wind, you know what I actually bought the other day? I'm going to show you. This was in influenced by Josh Griffiths. Some earplugs. That's Been a good sleeping. Idea. With, I sleep with an eye mask and earplugs now. And yeah. it's class. That is a good idea, to be fair. I, I can't. I sleep with like a t-shirt with my eyes because I can't wear an eye mask because I don't like the tightness. Um, just quickly with earplugs. Last time I wore earplugs in Thailand, we slept in this wooden hut in this hill tribes and there was some chickens and some pigs underneath us and the pigs were going at it about 4am and they didn't, and the cockerel didn't stop till about 9am. So if you have that, it won't do you any favours. Um, <laughs> so you get woken up by the wind. Woken well, up by the wind. Um, and then a few nights I just couldn't sleep. Um, you'll take the piss, but I'm, I had a decaf tea before one night and I couldn't sleep after that. So I reckon I've, I reckon some angry worker has put caffeine in tea. Is that how it works? You inject, inject the tea with caffeine? Yeah, but are you, are you not sleeping because you're thinking of things or you just can't sleep? Um, not really, no. Um, in the past, it's been that. And well, apart from one night this week, I was like, I couldn't, I was thinking about a lot of stuff and work and things. Mm. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll clip that up. Let's let's have a look at it for a little bit longer. Uh, they're just going for it now. Uh, just for <laughs> listeners, uh, Shane's dog and his housemate Ronnie's dog are potentially play fighting, potentially up something else. I don't think there was penetration, but... They're both males? <laughs> they are both males. Yeah. They like each other a little bit too much. So, um, so yeah, so sleep is an issue. But now, going back to, to pre-Christmas, when I said that um, I wasn't recovering then, the difference then was my sleep... I was sleeping for like like eight to nine hours a night. I just wasn't getting any recovery with that sleep. So that was a difference then, as I think I, I needed that prolonged rest. Whereas I think now it's just bad sleep, bad recovery, a few decent nights sleep, and I'll probably be fine. But I think what I'm trying to be careful of is being more sensitive to not recovering. Whereas in the past, I, I mean, we've all done it. Like you can't, every time you have a bad night's sleep or you feel like shit, you can't just sack off some runs or some miles. Otherwise you just won't get in the shape you want to get in. But it's finding that right balance between not doing too much. So I just stack them off. Um, you stack them off, yeah, yeah. I just enjoy. I find it because I I can switch off as soon as I sort of get into bed. I can switch off. Yeah. Um, but I know other people can't. And and like Jenny said, she like runs through the day in her head and things like that. I just just don't care. I just switch off. I used to less. I used to be bad at that, but I'm I'm okay now mostly. It's very rare that happens, um, but anyway, yeah. Um, I think just to just to be sure, uh, I'm just going to make sure I don't try and force any training. I think this time round, um, so we'll see how we go. Fair enough. Um, Josh, you're coming what into your peak part of marathon training now, so I think this week is four weeks out to three weeks out. Yep. the big week which I've seen I've got open actually on Garmin Connect talk us through it so Monday morning I ran with uh, Dowie did 10 miles uh, 
Tuesday, I did 14 miles, probably a little bit too quick. Wednesday, so I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to mention this, but if you're going to bring it up, I'm going to have an enormous rant. Huh? Well, well, you tell you say what you're going to say first. I was just going to say fourteen mark five thirty twos. Okay, so I was quite pissed off starting this run, and I think this is—I probably mentioned this because we recorded after this run anyway. And the reason I was annoyed was people commenting on my runs, and I kind of went into the run reasonably annoyed, and it just got—I don't know about you guys, but I get. I think about stuff on runs like that and I get angrier and angrier and angrier. And but basically, I I kind of just thought, I was like, why do people comment on my runs? Because ultimately, I don't really care what they sort of... I don't care what they think in the sense of like what they say isn't going to change what how I train. And it frustrates me that people... I, like, I was trying to, in my head, think, why do people comment on my run? Because I don't find it funny my first initial thought is you're a cock and like i would go on people's runs right sorry people's profiles and the person if the person's listening to this they're going to know exactly who they are but a couple months probably a couple weeks ago someone commented on my run when i did a special block and was like what do you base your what do you base the pace off it was like heart rate or lactate and i was like well I'll base it off effort and he was like oh were well, you going to get injured and i clicked on his profile and he ran two he's run 242 I'm not being funny. My dad's run nearly 15 minutes quicker than you, and he's 50 years old. So if that is your main concern, I would really look at your training rather than looking at mine. So that's why I went private on Strava. Um, yeah, people just, just need to think more about what they do rather than what I do. Interestingly on that, though, I am... Um, I, I, yeah, I, I kind of don't understand why sometimes people feel like they need to give you... Um, like not even constructive criticism, criticism when they don't know you. But how do what I want to know is how the influencers out there who get like twenty thousand comments on their runs, and they're all like positive, like fire emojis. Where's their negative comments? They delete them. Okay. If you look, they just delete them instantly. Okay. And I will be brutally honest: when I see comments like that, it fucks me off. Like it's not, I can't just glaze over that. And which it's annoying. Why, so, which ultimately, is why you try and add a little comment now and again to Josh's WhatsApp just to annoy him a little bit. And I just sit here like, thinking about him stirring on it. If I'm friends with somebody, then I kind of get it as a joke. If I don't know you, I don't find it funny. I just think you're a knob. And yeah, I mean, ultimately, I'll just go private on Strava because I don't need someone to be like oh well done you've done an easy run i don't care you'll just not see my training so, so that's my rant but quickly so i wasn't going to say anything what, until until you mentioned what, the pace what do you so when you post on instagram i know you don't post on instagram that much but you do post stories and stuff what do you do that for i just because i think the video looks good no no other reason no, just what I I don't know. I suppose um, people's argument would be you. you if like, you look on okay, if you if you look on Instagram, how often do I say? I would rarely say, "Oh, I did this at this pace or that at this pace." 
No, but there 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 has been occasions. Yeah, we, probably there there probably have been some. If I've done Strava, you've done twenty four miles at five twenties. You don't put anything more than the screenshot of Strava, but we know what yeah. you're you're saying. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah. Um, but then probably but no, back, I don't, I, probably I don't, back then people probably weren't putting stupid comments. I don't think I still don't think it is a reason for people to who don't know you to put weird comments. But Shane, yeah. Yeah, I think it's there's there's two sides of it. To play devil's advocate, if you have a public profile on Strava, then you open yourselves up to stuff anyway. And I suppose let let's call you a a minor influencer because people listen to the pods and like to interact. However, I I mean it's something I wouldn't do to anyone I didn't know. Um, it's it's the unsolicited nature of it, isn't it? So like if if somebody's open dialogue with you and you're talking about training, and yeah. then they say, "Oh, do you not think there's a risk, injury risk associated here?" This is why I think there might be. But when yeah. people are just like, "You will get injured," or "This will happen," that irritates me, and that's that's actually what irritates me about the influencers. Like, there there is no there's no one way to do something. Um, what I've used a lot through the week. So if any of my clients will be fed up if they do listen of, of me saying this, but in running two plus two does not always equal four. And I think when people just start running, start training, get an idea of what they're doing, they have a process themselves. They just think that that process is how everybody should do it. And yeah. it's just not like that. Um, yeah, like, just because it works for someone doesn't mean I have yeah. to do that. And, you don't you don't coach me i i don't know you and i will tell you 95 if not more percent of the people that comment are slower than me and i had this conversation with someone considerably faster than me and he said it's very very rare that someone better than you will give you shit for stuff like that i can that... <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> but yeah i'm not i'm not going to dwell on it anymore I've said no, okay. anyway sorry wednesday i because I, I thought about it for exactly 77 minutes <laughs> last tuesday night <laughs> so wednesday it, it would have been more if you'd gone slower exactly sorry, we need to pad your weeks out because mine is is very short so let's <laughs> wednesday just to rein me in after i got back i ran with josh so I did 12 miles at 6.20s, or 6.21s. I, I missed, amazingly, I started my watch. I must have pressed start and stop immediately, starting that watch, um, that run. And I looked 400 metres in and I hadn't started my watch. So, well, I couldn't be bothered to do an additional 400. So I just made, uh, added it on Strava. Um, yeah, so that was Wednesday. Thursday, um, and Thursday, I definitely felt the effects of Tuesday night in my legs. And I will absolutely admit that. Um, so it was a 19-mile run, so like two-mile warm-up, uh, 16 miles uh, at like 5.20 to 25s, and then one-mile warm-down. And it didn't help. I re- I looked at this on paper. I thought, oh, it's, it's very – it's not even – I didn't even think of it as a session. I just thought it was just a run. So I, I hadn't really prepared for this at all. I did my warm-up, and I said to Josh, I was like, 16 miles actually at 520s are quite meaty. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's probably how I felt the last few miles, to be honest. It was quite windy. Um, so I did went on, went to the canal. So the first 
probably four miles were what I thought was actually headwind, but it was more of a crosswind, as I realized on the way back. Um, so miles, miles four to eight, I had quite a good tailwind. When I flipped, there was a few slow miles in there. So I think my slowest mile, I think it was like 528, So five um, maybe twenty even 530. five, sorry. Five twenty Yeah. to twenty five. What's what's that? It just ten. I don't know, to be honest, I, I didn't ask. That's what Robert just sent me. What did it feel like? I know you felt harder, but what With what did with it feel the like? with the wind, it felt like a jog. With uh against the wind. Uh, with against the wind, it was quite an effort to be honest. Um it I mean it's one of those runs where yeah, I mean it's kind of what I float at a lot of the time. So you have to just concentrate and it's just uh I would say it's just a steady run, like a top end sort of steady run. Um, because I did it, I mean, I, I definitely didn't do it in carbons. I just wore the Rebels again. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I felt fatigued, definitely, from Tuesday night. That's how I felt. It wasn't like, oh, this pace is quick. I just felt a bit tired. Um, but, I mean, I, I can obviously see why. So, Yeah, I mean, I ended up running 522s, I think, or 523s, maybe. at the end of the day, at hour 26, look, you're within 10 seconds of your marathon pace per mile. It's Yeah. it's going to be fairly Yeah, and and that's why it's not when a legit. I looked it on, yeah, when I looked Yeah. it on paper, I was like, oh, it's five twenties, it'll be right. When you say, oh, it's actually sixteen miles, did it? And then I was like, yeah, I've probably misjudged this a little bit because I didn't feel I had a bit of toast for breakfast, and that was me done. Um, What time did you do this run? uh, Okay. That's, yeah. Part, yeah, part nine forty timer nine. So what? on this show. Say I again. thought, I thought I was the part timer. I've got worse ones than that. <laughs> um, so going to the next day and my run at 11.14, um, <laughs> I did 10 miles. Uh, so I was going to, I did the first mile with Josh and then I just had to, we, he cut me loose. Um, so yeah, that was What that. do you mean? You went quicker. Yeah, he was, he, Josh is a bit ropey first thing in the morning. So sometimes he'll run, Eleven some, o'clock. Yeah, well, it, he hadn't been up long. <laughs> Why do you think it was 11 o'clock? Because <laughs> he'd only just woken up. Wow, you boys. <laughs> um, I I've think got you, a lot of time. my, one of, uh, someone I work with, it was like, oh, have you run this morning? And I, I just got off a call with them when we ran. I said, I was planning to, but my friend's not awake yet. <laughs> and she, she was amazed. And I was like, I'm an hour ahead. <laughs> Quite funny. Um, so, yeah, then Saturday... We drove out to the river um, and got to the car park and Lily Partridge was there. So Josh ended up running with her um, and I just, they did a little bit less. I did 12 miles, um, sort of easy pace. And then Sunday. So Sunday was what I would probably say is in the marathon block, we've got two big sessions um, and that's how I kind of break it up. And this is probably the second one. So it's six miles, like easy run pace. then six miles at marathon pace into one at threshold and then another six at marathon pace and one to threshold and then just two kind of like chilled at the end um, just to round it up. And I really needed this to go well because uh, my confidence was somewhat low. So Ross Braden and Johnny Collier were actually doing some 10K reps. So we said, let's start together 
but then they didn't realize I had six miles sort of easy at the beginning. So I ended up doing three out, three back. And I said to them, I was like, I am not stopping for more than turning around to so make sure you're ready. And to caveat, I did this in carbon shoes because, uh, yeah, I wanted to, it's because it's quite meaty. So, um, yeah, I did the first six miles. And then I wanted to run probably 508s to 510s. Even, I think I actually even said 510s to 512s to start with just to, for the first one and then sort of see how I feel because the last one I did didn't go great. Um, so we ran 507s uh, and that was good. We had um, two of the girls with uh, Ross and Johnny. They were biking, so had drinks as well, which was good. Um, and it was probably a little bit quicker than I wanted at points, but I was like, I've done this before and I felt pretty shit to start. So I think my legs will hopefully come back to me, and which is pretty much what they did. So the first block was 507s. And then I was like, right, just send the first, the first hard mile. You just got to get out hard because otherwise it's really hard to pick up off that pace if you don't make a definitive pickup, if that makes sense. So I looked at my watch about 400 meters in and it was like 442s. I was like, okay, well, that is probably too much. So I, I, I kind of backed off, but I didn't want to back off too much. I ended up running 455, 456 for that. Um, and that felt all right. Like I, it's the same as what I said to the, on the other ones I've done before. In a weird way, I kind of see them as like, they're not recoveries, but I see them as breaking up the effort. So I find the hard bit on these, the sustained marathon pace. Like when you pick it up, you can just send it. Um, so we got out to the furthest point of the canal and then I did the six miles uh, again. So I was like, right, if I can hold anything faster than 510s, I'll be really, really pleased with that. Because um, again, I was still, you're only halfway at this point. And the first few miles were actually a little bit quicker. And then I was like, okay, I feel all right. And Julia was biking with me. Um, and I was kind of coming beside her a fair bit. And coming back, those first three miles were, uh, they'd have been into the wind. And I was kind of just sat between sort of the back of her wheel and coming to the side. And I was kind of sort of suggesting maybe go a little bit quicker. Because um, I looked at my watch, we were sort of 506, 507. And I was like, this, this would be very good if I can keep this. And then probably four miles into that rep, I was like, oh, I'm starting to fatigue a little bit now. Um, but I still sort of held it together. I think my slowest mile was 5.11. So average 5.09s for that block. And then I was like, right, last one, let's just send it again. So I got out and I wanted to try and run sort of low 450s. Um, half a mile in, I was, I was definitely chewing. And I was like, it's half a mile, you just yeah get on with it really um so i ran 452 for that um and i was pretty yeah i was that would gave me a lot of confidence off the back of a few probably shitty weeks um so i averaged it out i worked it out as 14 miles at 505s so i yeah. just wrote that down so roughly don't don't worry i'm i'm armed with statistics annoyingly i'll right. give you the i'll give you the half marathon split if shane's pb was four seconds slower this so you actually went quicker than you, or pretty much quicker than you did in in Beloit in November. Yes, yeah, I did. Well, it's basically the same. I think I worked the the half. If you take the the last mile rather than the first mile, and then extrapolate it for the thirteen point one, yeah, it's sixty six thirty five. So I think that's actually 
uh, it's about seven seconds slower than what I ran in Paris. Yeah. So you said, like, it gives you confidence, right? Um, but you said on a couple of occasions you went full send and you were... For those miles, you have to. And you were chewing. Um, yeah. Or, or whatever you said. Like, is that... Do you think that's what you need to do? Or is that purely you needed to do it for confidence? Um, well, I would say those hard miles, I think confidence or no confidence if you want to run if you want to pick up off that pace you have to go hard from the start of them otherwise you won't pick up you'll you'll end up running the same so i mean it's the last mile of the session i kind of wanted to run hard um to be honest so i it would be interested to see how my legs were because you you're what 20 you'll be your 20 miles in what can i run 20 miles in um so yeah i mean it gives me confidence, but I wouldn't say necessarily I was that last mile. I'm not searching for, if I ran five in minutes, I'd be like, oh, okay, well, that's still decent. Like it doesn't take away from the rest of the session. I think it was still solid enough without those. Yeah. Um, Cause it, I mean, it's 30 seconds slower for that block than I ran when I did it last year. But I, I think the thing that gives me confidence from it is. You ran 30 seconds faster last year, did you? Yeah, it's all, all in the second block. Basically, last year I went 506s, 455, 505s, and then 450. Um, but I'm rounding into shape, whereas last year I think I was probably a bit bit too early. Uh, and, like, last year I wasn't healthy. My Achilles was fucked. So this year I am. Like, there's no problems with my body. So that is good. And actually, off the back of that, I'm, I need to get the word right because I called it... I, we were talking about it yesterday and I called it the wrong thing. So there's a few of us talking and I'm actually going to see a sport or well, speak to a sports psychologist on Friday. I called her a psychic, but I don't think that's right. <laughs> why, why, why are you speaking to a psychologist? Basically, it's just something Josh mentioned. So he was seeing one through Welsh athletics before and just anything where I overthink, because that's probably, I would say my, one of my bigger downfalls like when I missed two sessions, I, I mean, I text Rob and I was like, do you think I should do Seville? And really it's probably having irrational thoughts, knowing they're irrational, but still sort of thinking they're, they're not, if that makes sense. So, I mean, I thought there's no detriment to it other than the, the money involved. So try it. Yeah, I suppose it's like those things, as long as you're open to it, I'm sure it can help. But, um, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll go, I'll try probably one, maybe even two sessions before the marathon and see. So, I mean, it, you put, I would put that in your 1% category. So, I mean, my last thing, I suppose, is is now, now you've done that for confidence, so you know that's in the bag. You're three weeks out. Mm. Do you think this time, what, what I would like to see, if, if I was coaching you, which I'm not, but what I would like to see from you now is you hitting your last three few sessions at kind of marathon effort type pace that we want you to run the day because i think we've yeah. done the past personally from what i've looked at and when you mentioned that session is you've gone almost five to even 10 seconds a mile quicker in some of the sessions than you are going to go out in on the day so then when you go out with that pace on the day you sometimes feel a bit sluggish or a bit odd because you've not yeah. worked on that efficiency so 
and that's one and, and that's one of the things I definitely would want to speak to the person on Friday about. Not um not my sessions, but when I feel sluggish. Because for example, last year at London, I went out at probably what I wanted slower than what I wanted and I didn't feel great. And then it's like, well, then I kind of start panicking because I'm like, well, I didn't feel great. My legs were horrific actually. This is slower than what I want. What's happening? Um, so that's definitely something that I would probably want to say or talk about. But yeah, I mean, the the sessions I've got, I've got four by five K on Thursday. So that would be a good, good uh, one. And then, I mean, it's pretty much uh, after that, it's really tapered. Like on Sunday, I've got 18 miles with eight at marathon pace, but I'll probably wear, I won't wear carbon shoes for that. I'll probably wear carbon on Thursday. Um, but I just don't think, like, I'd rather wear, not wear carbon and run two seconds slow um or three or four seconds slower a mile um yeah I, i'm still pretty i'm trying to i'm pretty convinced i want to try and not wear carbon all the time plus you haven't sent me any so i can't wear them shane looked like you want to say something um no i was just going to go back to the the sports psychology thing and actually i i think you're wrong about it being the one percent it it's kind of um it's kind of not any percent or or it's all of it because so let's go let's go actually yeah go back to the I know yeah I know your Achilles was was there but let's go back to like London last year the shape you was in last year like the the training you were able to do is phenomenal so there's a, there was a huge disconnect of which um of which your Achilles was a big part of it. There's a huge disconnect between actually what your body is capable to do and then and what you actually did on race day. Um sure. so this this could be awesome, like actually tapping into your specifically your race day psychology, because that then forms a, a connection between what you believe you're capable of in training versus what you believe you're capable of on race day. Uh, I mean, I know I'm I'm oversimplifying it to make a point. No, I know I know exactly what you mean. I know, I do you know what I know? I and I'll be brutally honest. If Josh had told me he was seeing a sports psychologist, I'd have taken the piss out of him, and I'll be brutally honest about that. But one of the reasons I it wasn't solely Josh. I the last four people I've probably seen in person, like that I've spoken to, have all started seeing them. So. Um, it's a, it's a huge and massively overlooked part of performance in all sports, and I think again, it's I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of it on a on a more of a grassroots level as well because everybody wants to, to train and get the most out of themselves, and actually the psychology is where it happens. It's irrelevant mm -hmm. if you can, if you think you're in twenty eight minute shape for ten k, but you can't. You know, you only run thirty minutes. Pointless. Mm -hmm. But I would also like to say I would like to see a psychic to tell me I'm going to run two oh eight as well. <laughs> I'd like to see a sports psychic and tell me who's going to win Olympic <laughs> so I can put some money on it. <laughs> but yeah, that was my week. Nineteen, I think ninety nine point one miles. Nice. What pace? Average pace. Do, do you want to have a guess? Bearing in uh, mind, right? Five, I ran with. I ran with Josh one day that killed... It was the, the one mile that I did with Josh, which was 6.55, destroyed me. Shane, do you want to guess? 
<laughs> five forty-five for
it was cold, wasn't it? Sunday morning. Um, at least it was still. It was back to being a bit stiller. But Ben watched start the run at eight o'clock as per normal. And the first few miles, it was quite icy on some of the back roads. And I was, yeah, not really in the mood. But it actually, compared to Friday's run, where 55 minutes was painful, I didn't have any issues for 90 minutes. So I think just moving around all weekend helped. And then I ran today, no issues. So I feel ready to do some sessions this week. I'm going to do a session tomorrow. And then that TT on Friday and kick off the, the catch to 5K plan. Um, so not really much to report on the running front. Lots to report on the DIY front. And um, my, my biggest annoyance is going to be next week when I will tell you the story of Jenny being refused to not be able to collect an order she, that she'd paid for. So I'll leave that rant to next week. That was a a good half an hour conversation I had with Screw Freaks customer service earlier. So um what's that? Twenty eight miles or twenty nine maybe. Big. But next week I'm back this week I'm back. So uh Strava leaderboard i've got it oh yeah yeah check him out got my work laptop with me <laughs> so last week i saw actually on um i saw a session this guy did on top of the leaderboard on instagram i didn't realize he's quite a quite an influence himself so it's jasper mcdowell he did 171 miles uh in second place was liam white with 130 and That's third Sorry, has Jasper ever told us what he does for a job? Because I saw that Instagram post and he literally runs all day. Well, he has to. He runs 170 miles a week. Jasper, tell us what you do. Yeah, Jasper the Cam Levens McDowell. Um, And in third place, uh, Kieran Walker with 122. Then for the ladies, um, Sally O'Gorman was first with 95 miles. Second place was Annie Culling with 87.8 and third place was the mysterious CM and she ran 77.6 that's got to be old Christine Dinosaur or whatever it was watermelon oh that's a very valid point I didn't think about that um a couple of audible mentions actually because I had a quick look earlier there's a couple of lads on there who um spent a lot of time running last week one being AJ Marchant, who by the looks of it did the southwest, well, some of the southwest coast path, but it's called Arc of Attrition 2024. So it's 103 miles, 15,000 feet of climbing. He did in 32 hours, so fair play. That's a solid effort around there. Um, and the other one I'm just opening, Michael Cassepi. Um, Let's see what he was up to last week. He does a lot too. Um, I think he just does a lot of trail running. But see, I'm sure when I was looking at the leaderboard, he'd been out there for a long time as well. I, I do think sometimes with the, the treadmill ones, 
I'm a little bit dubious, oh, to be honest. Sorry, Michael Giuseppe did 23 hours of running, but 19,000 feet of climbing and that. So a lot of climbing. Um, Jasper McDowell, 26 hours of running last week, Jasper. Good lad. That's uh, more than I work. Yeah, it's a lot more than more than you worked. Social rant of the week. So I've changed this from Strava rant of the week. We're going to do a social rant of the week because there's a lot more to go on. Um, and, and I I'm think I lead. did the Strava one. I'm going <laughs> to lead and one of you boys is going to take it next week. So my, my rant this week. So there's a video from NXT Stride maybe. So they're documenting a what is a 219 marathon runner. Um, and he apparently ran 42k at 216 pace. It says in the description that that's 10 to 15 seconds slower than target marathon pace. So he must be targeting sub 210. It also says there were some valuable fueling and nutrition lessons unlocked this morning, to which it, it says he had half a banana and a Morton drink before. He took one gel at 19k and some fluid, or I think some Morton mix and 30k. So if I was reading that as a new new runner, I A, think you need to run ridiculously faster than you're capable of um, in training for, for, well, not faster than you're capable of, but ridiculously fast in training, run a PB, for the whole marathon distance. So this this person's training for London, which is 13 weeks away at this point. So you need to run 442k very fast. Your fueling is to have a banana and maybe one gel in that 42k. And yeah, that apparently teaches you how to run a marathon. So my rant this week is is reckless advice on social media without any I feel they sort of put these videos out there with these captions as if they think it's it's solid and sound advice. And the worst thing is you get a lot of people engage with it and sort of say how good it is. I'm just like, it's stupidity at its finest. Like, if I know how this person ran at his marathon in Berlin. And blew up badly so i'm not entirely sure he's the best person to be giving advice on well it's not even him it's a some sort of influencer account trying to give advice on how to run a marathon which is badly badly worded and yeah reckless i think any thoughts shane um we haven't got time for my thoughts Um, Josh, what do you think when you see these types of posts? Are well, you people engage with it going, oh, you're so good, mate? No, no, but I can't say too much because this person a week after the marathon beat me in 10, for 10 miles. So, um, But it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's stupid, isn't it? Yeah, I don't... Like, I realise he's a very good, very good runner and it's not really about the ability of the person. It's It's sort of how it's relatable you know it's yeah. like and, it's and like, to be fair to be fair to him he probably didn't do the video he probably had minimal involvement in the video other than being videoed if that makes sense who's setting that session for him 
Wow. Madness. Like, who th- who thinks running 42K 12 weeks out at uh, even target marathon pace plus 15 seconds a mile, that's a monumental effort. <laughs> but what I can say from experience is that running a 42K or more um, at you know, a minute per mile quicker than your marathon pace is good, good training. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Is there some way we can sort of flag these accounts? You know, like on X these days, you get to flag them and say, fact check. Yeah, I think you can do that on Instagram now. All right, I might start fact checking some things. One ban- Half a banana before a session is not good advice. Unless you're Josh. Right, listener question. Um, threshold running is something you boys have talked about a lot. What are your thoughts on on how to run it? Do you run it to pace, to heart rate, or just perceived effort? Shane, how do you run threshold? How do I run threshold? Slowly and in pain. Um, I think uh, how to run it, I'd, I'd probably say... When I'm planning it in, I have an idea of what my threshold should or or I expect it to be in terms of either using one of those metrics that was mentioned, which is pace or heart rate. Um, but perceived effort really when you're doing it is is what you should lead with, in my opinion. Um to a degree. Again, it depends on the 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 target of the session um and everyone's gonna have a different perception of what different thresholds are now i'm assuming thresholds if we're talking about threshold one versus threshold two you know i don't when i'm in shape i don't find my my second threshold i don't find that very easy to run at all somebody might find it a bit better um and i had this discussion with a client earlier actually that most people when even when they know their threshold they get a test and they get it set they always run on it or slightly quicker or on it on a hilly course or on it on a windy day, uh, which means they're always working above it. You don't really know exactly what condition the body is in. Again, if you've been at work or you've had kids or you've, you've, you've come off the back of a cold or something. So I had kids, probably shouldn't be doing threshold running just after. That's why you don't do any running. <laughs> and, um, and I think, um, I think threshold or slightly slower is a much more advantageous place to be. But I mean, you know, we've trained like this for years. So I find it very easy and very quickly to be like, yeah, this effort's about right today. So I don't always think it's a case of, um, I can't can't think of the right word, but I don't think it's a case of people just always wanting to spank everything. Sometimes, if you're not used to, I don't know if you find this with clients, Aaron. If people aren't used to training this way, it can it can take some time to get used to going off effort, and sometimes setting a pace or a heart rate is is a good place to start. Yeah, I tend to um, I tend to do a kind of a rolling cycle with people. Of one week they'll do blocks of threshold, let's say four by eight minutes, where they'll work probably closer to threshold in what well, towards the end of that rep. Usually it's slightly kind of the pace which I think their threshold's at. 
Um, and then the next week they might be doing um, something like, I don't know, 35 minutes at sub threshold, which I'll give them a, you know, it might be 10 seconds per mile slower than where I think their threshold is within a range as well. Um, I usually get them to start off a little bit slower and sort of work into it. Um, and then I suppose the other one is is kind of mixing threshold of like 15 minutes with then some quicker reps than back to threshold to sort of work kind of, I don't know, on it and quicker. There's also above and below threshold runs where you do five minutes on, five minutes so, yeah, it, it, you're right. It's I don't I don't think it takes ages to be honest to get somebody. Well, to have somebody where you can go run thirty minutes at threshold. I think those people are a bit insane to be honest. Josh is probably one of them who can do it. I, it's madness. I don't know how you do it. I mean, I've been trying to do it for best part of twenty years, and I don't think I've still managed to do it. Um, I think I think I've probably managed thirty minutes once. Um, and I I could tell you that I know exactly when it was, um, but yeah, I I mean we actually do it a little bit different. So I mean, if if you wanted to measure it accurately, you'd buy a lactate uh, testing kit. Um, I think unless you do that, you can't stop huh? at your lactate every. No, 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 no. If you're running continuous, but if you're doing reps or something, mm. if you're doing like K's at threshold. The only true way to know you're actually running true threshold is taking your lactate. But and we then, actually do it a little bit differently. Well, you still you should know roughly, but to, to be truly accurate, you would need to see. Well you reading, so? but then you then you're a, you would also need somebody trained in because this, this this is my point. Uh, I mean there's there's people at Cardiff Uni. Um yeah, but I think there's still a lot of debate actual lactate. So a lot of people is what four millimole, but there's certainly some people who can handle five, six millimole. So yeah, that's why it's very individual as well. But I mean, yeah. what what I was going to say is we actually do it a little bit different. So if I'm coming back and I'm not very fit, we would aim. So my half marathon. So for us, it should be roughly a half marathon pace. Um, I wouldn't go straight in and do like four miles at threshold, which would be a little bit slower, obviously, because I'm not as fit. We'll build up to it. So we'll probably start at like three by a K at what my threshold would have been at the peak. And then we'll gradually increase that distance. So then maybe three by a mile, then sort of four, five, six by a mile, then two mile, one mile. Um, and then until you can get up to four mile, if you do four mile, then you're pretty much ready to sort of you're, you're kind of back to the point where um your fitness is sort of decent um so yeah that's that's the way we do it um and I, I actually prefer that because not just because it's a bit quicker but you find you're because you're running quicker your turnover is a bit better your form's a bit better um yeah i personally prefer doing it that way yeah i think for for the yeah for that second threshold or or yeah that for you yeah yeah the second marathon one. it's it's a much better way to build up um it's I, I just think it's a very high intensity to actually sustain for quite a while um yeah, for, yeah especially for, if you're not fit 
and going in, say, okay, we'll do 20 minutes at your threshold. You know it's not going to be pretty and you're going to feel terrible and you're going to feel terrible every single time you do it. Mm. Whereas I think that that first threshold, it's that lower intensity. It's easier to start with volume and Yeah, just lower agreed. pace. And what happens is your pace gets quicker. Uh, but again, and it, but it's its relationship with the rest of your training as well. Um, like sometimes I wonder if the only reason I struggle, I'm like, I, I mean, I think the most I remember recall doing is maybe. three by 15 minutes at threshold years ago. Um, it might have even been less. It might have been like three by 12 minutes, maybe. Um, I can't even run 12 minutes at threshold, like like early doors. It's just really difficult. No, it takes a while. I mean, I, I like to give people after about five, six weeks of it, two by 12 minutes and then three minutes harder afterwards. But it takes a while. It really does. And I think you're right, Josh, you've got to, it's very much Canova approach. You sort of extend it out as you go. Um, anyway, good answers. Let's go to some news. Um, talking about people who can handle faster paces in the US The BU is that Boston? Was it Boston? Yeah,
this track race produces results. Um, let's see how they go in the summer, I suppose, when track starts outdoors in, what, May time? Um, Olympic year. Do you think both those will make the Olympic team? Uh, they should make the team. Yeah. Wait, Definitely. what, what do you reckon George will do? Yeah. Well, I think There's no reason he can do both. yeah Well, if he makes the fifteen team. he yeah he he seemed well um just looking at his socials he seemed like actually hitting that 5k qualifying time was a was a specific target so you'd expect he's got intention to race it at the olympics If you go in with twelve, you can run twelve fifty eight. And he's run what? Do you run three thirty? yes close to I would if it was me, I'd be doing the five K. You got finishing if you got gears like that. Mm, I, the one thing I suppose on his mind is he's obviously seen Whiteman and Josh Kerr take global, you know, golds Yeah. from Ingebrigtsen. So Ingebrigtsen is vulnerable at the 15. Um, yeah. Whereas 5K, 12.58 isn't going to get you a medal. I don't know. That's my only thoughts on it, I suppose. Anyway, um, Over in Osaka this weekend, there was a women's only marathon. Um, Workanesh Adisa took the win in 2.18.51. Um, just behind her was Japanese runner Hanami Maida, who ran 2.18.59, which was a new national record, and potentially Asian record. So there's another... Another country's women picking up the pace. It's going to be interesting. The Olympics, the women's race, there's, I don't know, there's quite a lot who could challenge for that that title. Um, depends whether some of the 211, 214 girls can produce on the day. Um, Paris will be hot, I'd imagine. Was it August, the Olympics? Probably, I think it normally is. I actually don't know. I think Paris was up to like 40 degrees last year in August. So that could be interesting. Um, over in Seville, I thought you'd be doing this race, Josh, preparing for the, the marathon. Half marathon won by Bravin Kiprop in 59.21 and Alem Zeruhan in 67.58. Is that the same girl who you paced? What was her name? Starts with a Z, ends in hun. I couldn't tell you. So why do you ask me? <laughs> um, Maybe it sounded familiar. um, the Brits in this race were the ones I wanted to talk about. Uh, Lucy Reed ran seventy thirty, uh, Sarah Aston seventy one forty two, and Tess McCormack seventy two fifteen. Big PB for Lucy, I presume. Yeah, she cooked me dinner tonight as well. Oh, she's with staying with you, is she? Yeah, well, that was the highlight of her, her week. Cooking you dinner. So, what she have to tell you about Seville? Literally nothing. <laughs> Solid chat. we have we haven't spoke about it. So she cooked you dinner, and you didn't have any conversation with her. Not about Seville. Okay, we'll leave it there. Um, cross country, Northern Southern Midlands were on this weekend. 
in the Midlands at Leamington Spa. Tom Evans took the win. Gemma Steele in the women's. Um, I saw a bit of this on Instagram, I think. Um, well, the, co the coaching company I work for, Lewis Moses and Jeffro, who's head of coaching and Lewis is the founder, I suppose. They were having a bit of a battle in mid-pack. So I got a, got a close-up of the mid-pack action. But I did see Tom Evans stride away from Omar Ahmed probably in the last quarter of the race. Um, in the Northerns, Sedgefield. Where's that? Near Leeds? Maybe. They're not, actually. Shane's pointing up, upwards. Where is it? Uh, it's right up in the northeast somewhere. Where is it? I'll Google it in a sec. Um, I thought Leeds wasn't the, the right up in the northeast. Um, if it if it is in the northeast on his home patch, Callum Johnson took the win in the men's, and Lauren McNeil took the win in the women's. I'm just looking while I'm speaking. It says Durham, so Shane sounds like he's right. I think I was thinking of Wakefield, to be honest. Um, Sedgefield is above Middlesbrough, just below Durham, just above Darlington. Um, Southerns, which is 15k, not 12k like the others. Um, at Beckenham Palace, James Kingston took the win here. He he was in good form last year over cross-country, so it's good to see him back. And in the women's 8k, Jess Gibbon took the win there. Um Beckenham Palace boys sounds like London. Um, oh, I don't want to butcher. I, I no, just Google it. Yeah. I'm not going to guess. South London, well, South London. It's not far from Croydon, mate. Well, I can see why people ran quick then. It's just above Bromley. It's not far from Crystal I'm Palace. It. I'm yeah. Absolute dive. <laughs> Anyway, um, my normal results service uh, is, well, the website was down, but now I've just gone back on it. It's back up. So let me just see. Well, whilst you, whilst you do that, do you want me to kill? I can kill some time for you. If anybody hasn't seen it, well, I'm sure there's, I can tell you now there's 41,000 people that have. Um, there's a very good new YouTube page called Track colon all hyphen access um which has got nico young who just ran 1257 a workout was what i would say a session uh before he broke that uh ncaa 5k record also let's just think 1257 imagine doing that whilst you're at uni that is ridiculous um, but, i have no idea um but also and this is not really edited. It's the pure raw footage. Connor Mance, three by three miles. I watched it all. Gavin, guess what he ran his last mile in? 432. 4.05. No, Shane. Uh, Aaron's unbelievably close. You're on 430. Uh, do you run, yeah, 4.31, I think it was. Didn't he do something like that at a marathon, though? He's a monster. He's an absolute monster. No um, German Fernandez on the OK State Cowboys cross country course, though, is it? Uh, that was the so, workout um, Wednesday. Flow track days were unbeatable. Well, that, funny enough, you say that. I, I YouTube searched Conor Mance, and four days ago, Flow Track did post 
Uh, he's done another eight mile. Um, I actually watched this one. He, do you know what? Okay, he did eight miles straight. Guess his last mile for that. This is Boy, five, absurd. Six. No, Shane. <laughs> Four nineteen. You know why I know this? Because uh, I have written out his sixteen-week training block before, because it's all available. Is he on Strava? Yeah, he is. I think I've written it all out before, like a twenty. He's an animal. He I'm gonna is, watch videos actually, of him every night. He doesn't actually run ridiculously hard. Yeah, but his sessions like crazy. His, ses his sessions are are some of them are quite big and and obviously very quick. But it, it, he also runs like twenty miles quite a lot at the weekends, doesn't he? Mm. Do, but, do you know what I find interesting? And someone commented on this or posted. It. I think um. Steve Magnus or someone similar like that. Yeah. Basically, you see him and Clayton Young doing a session. And the difference is like Clayton Young ran basically the splits he was meant to run. So they were meant to run, I think, like 440s. And Conor Mance put himself in an absolute hole on the last rep and just ran as hard as he could. And it was funny because me and Josh were watching that. And Josh just turned around and went, that is you. <laughs> but afterwards, I mean, he wasn't being sick, but... It, it was at altitude, and he was like coughing his guts up. Um, but yeah, I respect it. I like it. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, I don't really think there was much else. There was uh, some more from the US. I think Adam Fogg ran a three fifty three mile. Um, I saw Callum Elson did a mile in Spain in potentially three fifty five as well. That's three fifty seven, I think, or three fifty seven. Um, there was enough, stuff, but yeah, I think that's it for results. Right, boys, what's happening in your lives next week? I'll go to you first, Shane. I do not know. You don't know what you're doing for the rest of the week? No. Okay. What workout, workout, what session have you got? Oh, good advice. Um, I have, I don't know yet. I've not decided. <sighs> God. I don't even know what day I'm going to do it on yet. Holy. <laughs> um, what's your dog doing this week? Uh, going to be pissing me off, I think. Okay, solid. Right, if you've got anything else, you can come back to me at the end. Josh, what are you up to this week? Uh, I'm patiently waiting for a pair of carbon shoes to be delivered from Stamford. Oh, yes, you are. Let me... Um, so a, a listener kindly actually messaged me and said that Dubai Mall have a pair of Alpha Fly 3s. So if anyone is in Dubai, please uh, message me and I'll pay you to bring them back for me. I'm very... I can't remember if, this, if we spoke about this last week. I got very, very, very close to spending about £385 on a pair of Alpha Fly 3s on eBay. But the guy managed to get a better seller at 400 So I... Uh, 350 was my original limit. And I committed to three like eight five, I think was three eight five or three seven five, I can't remember. Um but yeah, that I'm I'm almost quite glad I didn't end up paying that. I also want to try and get hold of these new New Balance uh Elite V4s. Um I'm basing I think they're reasonably good on literally how they look. Nothing more. Um because I don't know anyone that's running with them. Um uh, actually I did see I think Julian's running a pair. So you might have to ask him, Aaron, see I'm what sure, he thinks of them. I'm sure 
as you're his favourite person in the world, he'll send them all the way from his store in Australia to you. To be fair, he's not going to know how they are because he did 8.47 miles in an hour. That's um, disrespectful to a carpenter. I may have actually spoken to him um, about you this week and he was most disappointed that you're not doing a Saka so he could go past you at 28k was his comments. Um, so just leave that one out there for you, Josh. Um, <laughs> um, what else am I doing? I, I I should be receiving my race kit. I ordered some kit yesterday. Um, what race kit? I've gone for one of the marathon systems from Saw. So I, I went for quite a boring colour away, actually. I've gone all grey. The, the rainbow one's a little bit too lively for me. Um, What's... So, yeah. It's different to the best I ordered. I suppose I don't know what you ordered. Well, uh, the the mar the well it's so a marathon vest and the marathon shorts. But if you get them in combination, they call it a marathon system. Okay, so it's just a vest you bought basically. I bought the shorts as well. The short, as in like the hundred and eighty pound ones, the whatever I bought. As I've told you before, Aaron, if you want something, buy it. Don't look at the price. Um. And how's that affecting your finances? Oh, my dad's not too impressed by it, but <laughs> <laughs> what does he know? Um, so, yeah, so I got them. So they'll be arriving. So I might do a little test run in the weekend. What's what out of interest? What size shorts did you go for? Small. Okay, I went for small as well, but I thought extra small was probably a bit a tad. Uh... I, knew, I just knew you'd fancy extra small. No, I didn't. I, I, I didn't go for extra small. Um, Especially the size of your legs. Uh, I thought you'd go for a nice little... No, uh, they're, they're, I know which ones you mean. They're too lively. What, the... Um, Rainbow best, ones. Best athletics ones. I didn't know there was one. Yeah. There we go. Like um, I've also... Yeah. I can keep... As Shane's done absolutely nothing with his week, I can keep going. I've cut out... Now I'm into three weeks to go. I've cut out chocolate sweets... And I've allowed myself fizzy drinks on session days, but only a can of Coke. So I'm not very good at doing moderation, so I've just cut it out. And that's... That. Yeah. And that's about um, me. Josh is back on his plain rice and chicken then, and maybe a bit... No, on sparkling water. That's the key. And water. You boys. Let's talk about this, actually. Talk about Armagh to somebody, and it's it's honestly crazy when you think. Well, when I think about what happened in Armagh with an elite race and a bunch of back then that were elite runners, and um, and our stories are probably tame compared to what happened in the eighties, right? I just was then picturing what what it's like now, and all you lads on sparkling water in the hotel bar. I really hope it's not got to that. It's it's why I won't support it anymore. <laughs> Too soft. My, my favourite, I've probably told this story before, is we were sharing a little dormitory, us Lincoln Wellington, we had six and we had three bunk beds. Um, Most of us were a bit sensible, got back about, probably about half past one. We, we had to get the minibus at about half past eight to the airport. So we came back in, tried to get a few hours sleep. Shane Shane rolls in at about 
half past four, puts his running kit on, goes for a nine, ten mile run, which he I think he ran at seven tens, and he comes back and says, I only fell over twice, has a shower, puts a towel on the floor, and sleeps butt naked on the floor for about two hours. And then we wake him up to go to the airport. So, but how did you wake me up, Aaron? <laughs> so we won't go into that. Nobody needs, <laughs> Nobody needs to know. Um, anyway, I'm not up to much this week. I'm going to get this 3K time trial in and hopefully be able to talk about some running next week. That's it, boys. Have good. a good week and we'll go again next week. Ciao. Yeah, and, and send me a pair of shoes. I will do. Tomorrow, it's on. Standing